heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to episode number seven of the YWC Football Talk podcast. Phil and I are here to recap the Super Bowl. We realize that football is over and we're depressed about it. And also, too, we're going to take a look at, you know, last week I looked at the AFC team needs. This week we're going to take a look at the NFC team needs. And then also, too, we're going to delve deep because next week it's a podcast that, well, if you're not a fan of the Patriots, you're probably going to hate, but we're still going to encourage you to listen anyway. Um, man, another choke job by the San Francisco 49ers. I was about to say the San Francisco 49ers. Another choke job by Kyle Shanahan, but... I don't. I people can see this choking a lot of the times. I think what he's doing is miss not mismanaging clock. He did mismanage clock a bit, but he also you there? Yeah, you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry. All right. Yep. That's Phil. We're just testing audio on the go because that's how we do things here. But with Kyle Shanahan, I think he was overthinking a lot of the time. Where it's like how, oh hey, we just ran, but now we're gonna like. Should we run? Should we throw? Fuck it, we're going to throw. And then it backfired on San Francisco. That's that's what I think happened. And also, too, at first I thought during the game, the last two minutes of the second quarter were, okay, like, okay, you know what, just run it down the half. I think he should have tried to get something done there, because even if you failed, at least you tried. That's that's the only thing I have to say about that. But we unfortunately, I was going to say unfortunately, because the other defending champions, or the last defending champions, were the New England Patriots. Now it's the Kansas City Chiefs, but... We have got a lot to talk about. We're going to recap the game, which, frankly, I like the game. I really like the halftime show, too. Uh, For anybody complaining about it, I don't know what's wrong with you. It was just a really good, well-put-together show. Show. And also, too, I saw people like saying, oh, why is it J-Lo Shakira? I think they were going for a total Miami, like a total Miami vibe with it. You know what? You get two Latina artists in a very Latino, heavily populated market, even though, yeah, sure. A lot of the people that the game probably weren't from Miami, but still, you got to cater to your audience of where you are. That being said, hopefully it's not Jimmy Buffett doing the halftime show next year in Tampa Bay. So much like Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but well, real quick about the halftime show. I live in like it's, I don't know how it is about like around where in Canada and stuff. I don't know like in the United States, you know, you have the North, the South. They all different. They like have different like uh, viewpoints and stuff like that. Anyways. So the South is like very like conservative uh, here in the United States. So of course, all my Facebook was like, "Oh my God, it's so raunchy." Uh, but yeah, so um, come on, guys. Like it fit what well, you said. I think it fit Miami. Um, and and everybody, I saw posts about Adam Adam Levine shirtless last year. Like you didn't complain then, so you want everybody equal. Let's not do that, okay? But, yeah. yeah, and even too, like last year's show, like last year's show wasn't just that good, but also too, there's a bit of a difference when I able, I actually pay more attention when the Pats aren't in the Super Bowl, just because, like I remember the Lady Gaga one at 51 was good, but at the same time too, I'm just sitting there being like, we're getting our asses kicked right now. What can we do different in the second half to improve? And meanwhile, like with this one, I'm able just to sit back, relax, watch the game, even though too on the day of the game, I was just sitting there like, man, I want to be stressing right now, and we not being able to stress on Sunday, honestly was not a good feeling. Oh, well, 
So I just got back, and you can, can't hear it. I'm still freaking hoarse. Yeah. Can you hear me good? Yeah. Okay, I'm not using the Yeti, so I didn't know if there was a big difference. No, all good. I got your levels right here. All right, thanks. Um, all right, I'm eating M&M's. Let me not do that as a podcast. But anyway, not a sponsor. Shout out <laughs> anyway. M&M's. We're, we're looking for sponsors. Any company out there that wants to sponsor us, go right and ahead. We already got Anchor. I'm literally eating the uh, white chocolate peanut M&M's, so there you go. Um, no, but like, I was going to say, like uh, – like, it's easy to sit back and not, like, uh, uh, not get involved. But, I like like I said, you can hear my voice. Um, that's part of the Super Bowl, but not – it wasn't the main part of the Super Bowl. Uh, the reason why – it just got extended because I I had no sleep that day because I just got back from my trip to Tennessee, which was great, by the way. Thanks for asking, uh, whoever asked. <laughs> uh, Griff would have asked me later. It looked but, good uh, on Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Snapchat was lit. You don't have my Snapchat. Uh, don't add me because I'm not gonna add you. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. If I meet you in person, I'll, I'll uh, let you add add me. Other than that, I'm not gonna throw it out there. But it's not that hard to guess. But anyway, so yeah. Anyway, so like, I was already tired dealing with a bunch of teenagers. Anyone that can relate to this, that I am a youth uh, leader in my church. So, um, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But anyways, get back to the Super Bowl. I get there. I'm tired, but I have an investment. And you have teenagers who have to pick a team. I mean. Of course, the two and the two that care the most, and really the only two that stayed, because everybody was ready to go home. Uh, we literally got home like thirty minutes before, not even that, twenty minutes before. Um, well, thirty minutes because it ended up whatever, it ended up starting later. So, anyways, I digress because you don't care about that. <laughs> but I, they're Panthers fans. I'm a Patriots fan, obviously. So they're giving each other crap, you know. He's like, or we're giving each other crap. Obviously, their team didn't even make the playoffs. They're talking about how you, you know, oh, the dynasty's over, and uh, and all that. But it's all good fun, but. I wanted the, the Niners to win, obviously Jimmy G, obviously Debo Samuel, as we talked about. Um, they wanted the Chiefs to win, so that was obviously I was going to raise my voice. And a couple times, actually, I said, hey, I actually called the first play. Uh, first, I didn't want the Chiefs to score there, but the, the first Chiefs touchdown, I said, roll out with Mahomes. Roll out with Mahomes. Maybe a fake handoff. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't have a chance to do it. He uh, actually kind of faked the lateral of it but, and, and scored the uh, the touchdown. So yeah, so I called it out and I, you know got excited about that. I think I ended up winning a dollar off of that, but <laughs> but I gave it back to to the church, so we're good. But yeah, no, um, yeah, I was just rambling a little bit about the uh, the beginning of the game. It's what but, we yeah. do here. But that's what my voice is. That's why my voice is raspy, and sometimes I might talk like this. You would know on Snapchat uh, where that came from. But exclusive content over there on my Snapchat. The biggest thing, also, too, I have to say, I think Debo Samuel is the best player for San Francisco in this game on the offensive side of the ball. Just because with him, I don't know why they stopped doing this, but it reminded me a lot of Edelman in that wild card game where, you know what, you they were running jet sweep consistently with Debo Samuel, and every time he was getting first down. Right. So the fact, too, like, I understand stopping it, too, and also, too, like, you know how people are saying, oh, Kyle Shanahan, they stopped running the ball. Also, too, people saying 28-3 was Kyle Shanahan's fault. No, that was Dan Quinn's fault. It's just when Kyle Shanahan left for San Francisco, he easily got thrown under the bus because it's like, oh, who can we blame for this? We're not going to blame ourselves. We're going to blame Kyle because Kyle's no, no longer here. That's just no, that, that was 100% Kyle Shanahan's fault. Not what? 100%, but he called the plays, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken, he called the plays in Atlanta. He did call the plays in Atlanta. I was just saying from the perspective, too, it just seems like, oh, he left. We're just going to toss him under the bus. When You know what? Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Yeah, yeah. but also, too, with this game, the run game was not successful. The, the more I thought about it, you know what? The run game wasn't successful. And also, too, you know how we said there was going to be a Super Bowl moment in this game? There's not a moment that's going to go down in, like, history. But I do think the biggest play in this game was the Sammy Watkins 
there was a Sammy Watkins catch. That was like a 30 or 40 yard throw. And then the Tyreek Hill three, third and, I think it was third and 15. Yeah. Those were the two biggest plays of the game. And also, too, the easiest touchdown I think I've ever seen in my life was that toss at, um, was a play action they ran right in the red zone that Travis Kelsey scored. I'm like, you're going to score that with Kelsey eight times, eight to nine times yeah. out of ten. It's just a, it's the Gronk type, type play. They're going to do it every time, yeah. Yeah, you fake out with the receivers, and then you get Kelsey open by himself. And also, too, yeah. there was another play that um, Kansas City did where with Mahomes that it reminded me so much of, if you remember the Patriots game from a couple months ago that they ran with Kelsey in the red zone. Right. Yeah. But just with this game overall, like a lot of people, too, with San Francisco, like both these teams now I think have huge targets on their back. And also, too, I think Phil and I opening night, which – the thing of NFL opening night, everyone says it's going to be here before you know it. It's seven months away. Like, oh, it's just the seven-month drive. And everyone's telling me, too, XFL's here. We can talk a little XFL. I forgot to mention that. We can talk a little bit. I don't think Phil has a team. I Myself, I'm just going to watch it just to watch it. Like, I'm not going to have a rooting interest. It's just going to be like, you know what? If this team's like, if I just watch this for a good game, great. But with back to football, um, also to what I was going to say, I think it'll be Patriots-Chiefs opening night, September 10th in Arrowhead. It's just the – I think it's the easy route to go because the only other option, I think, is the Houston Texans unless they want to run with like the Denver Broncos or the Raiders, which would be a viewership drag and also a horrible game like this year's opening night. But with this game, too, it also showed this Kansas City team and also to Chris Jones. My God, what a player. Hey. hey, hey ah. Sorry, you got to stop. Hold on a second. Hold All right, on. cool. Pause it. Sorry about that, folks. Sometimes life gets in the way, and you know what? Phil had to step out and take a quick phone call. It was a family phone call. Not going to judge him on it. You know what? Because family comes first. But, but just back to the game. Honestly, not a bad Super Bowl. I liked it. The graphics were cool. But I feel like Patrick Mahomes was a safe MVP pick. I think it, I think it should have been Damian Williams just because he had the two touchdowns that really solidified the lead. But then the more you think about it, it was the play of Mahomes that got them there. So, like, I see why they give it to him. It's just me. That was just my personal two cents on it. Also, too, the one huge question coming out of this game now is not how much is he going to get paid, but when is he going to get paid? Because I feel like the more – the long, as much as I thought, too, you know what, if he does, like, what Brady's been doing for years, where you take less money to keep the guys around you, because, we you know, Chris Jones has got to get paid, Frank Clark, eventually Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill – I actually think Tyreek Hill just signed in this offseason. Scratch that. Sammy Watkins. you got to look at it from the fact of if you wait longer and the better he does, he's just going to demand more money. An ideal, in a weird scenario, actually, I put out for Mahomes getting paid was um, this the time, day of the recording is February 4th. We were supposed to record last night, but um, I was under the weather and Phil was busy. But So if you're listening to this after February 5th, it may have happened. But you know what? At the parade tomorrow, just sign the contract in front of the probably millions of Chiefs fans that are going to be lying in the streets of Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, excuse me, Missouri. I'm not Donald Trump. Um, that's just one – like that's a, a scenario I thought would be cool. It's like, you know what? Where he basically gets on the mic, does a Leo, Leo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street where he's just like, I'm not leaving. But even though he's, he is not leaving, that would be the biggest mistake in franchise history if they let him walk. Oh, uh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, oh, yeah. But, uh, no, it was just, and also, too, the one thing I didn't realize until today was that they have Travis Kelsey for two more seasons, apparently on a steal of a contract. I want to look up the numbers for that, because we know that once Kelsey is eligible for an extension, that man is going to get shown uh, money, and a lot of it, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Um, 
he was also a oh he's a third round pick. I saw it from somewhere else. Let's see there. But yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't. Know. I feel like the majority of what we talked about in the game. There's an echo now. I don't know why. I don't. I don't really hear an echo. If you do, that's okay. You're good. Okay. I got his contract right here. He signed on in 2016. He signed a five-year, forty-six million dollar extension. Just doing some quick math on my phone. That's nine point two a season. Wow, that's laughable. They have one more year of him at that. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, so they got to re-sign him next off season. But for next year, that's honestly just—it's laughable to look at that. A talent of that caliber is making nine million dollars a season. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, thoughts on the game? I think. Did you start? Is that what we're on now? No, we're still talking about the game. I was just—I was yeah. running quickly to the whole Mahomes money situation. I mean. I don't want to see why. I mean, you can overanalyze it. I think the Kittle offensive pass interference was BS, but eh, whatever. You can go back and forth. Um, that was really the only call that I was like, yeah. And I also thought the call at the end zone that that, it, that stand stood at the replay wasn't a touchdown in my opinion, but it was so close you can't reverse that. And so I'm like, I had to take my bias out of it, like wanting wanting the Chiefs not to get that. Um, but, yeah, I, I actually thought, well, the Chiefs didn't need to, need to get that. Now, granted, Garoppolo goes down and, and Mike, Mike, uh, Kyle Shanahan decides to throw on second and ten deep, which he missed the throw, so it's touche for both sides. But uh, which, but I can forgive Jimmy because he's still young. Uh, he's, it's only his second full, full year, or second, not even his full, second full year, really, because uh, he got injured last year, and the year before he didn't play full year. So um, so it's like his first full year uh, playing, and uh, yeah, I just I think that you know that those are going to come, and, and he got to the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know who their free agents are. We'll have to look, and I'm sure we'll do that here in a minute. Um, they'll be back. I'm not worried about that. Um, the one thing I said is I, I just think Kyle Shanahan, certain play calls didn't work. But if Jimmy Garoppolo makes that throw, we're talking about how Mahomes choked in the Super Bowl. So that's why I'm, I'm like, Mahomes didn't win that because it was the Niners to win it, and it happened to be an interception. So, Or whatever it ended up being. So I think it was an interception that ended it, pretty much ended it. But happy for Andy Reid. Good, uh, he finally got it got it done. Um, Sammy balled out. Could be. I would think it would be a swan song because there were rumors that he would be he would be done. Uh, might be done after that. So uh, I would say go. Uh, he should probably. Uh, I mean, he can go try to win a Super Bowl somewhere else. But also, but I would say go ahead. One thing I gotta love about this right now with all the memes coming out and everything, people saying like, "Oh, like everyone's so happy it's not a New England Patriots Super Bowl." In like 10 years from now, there's a chance people are going to be going, we don't want to see the Kansas City Chiefs anymore in the Super Bowl. Like, And also, too, I was just looking at the 49ers free agents. Um, they would like to offer an extension to George Kittle already that his salary could reach, it says, a reportedly approach a salary of $13 million a season. They would also like to lock up DeForest Buckner, who's a huge part of that defensive line. But here's the thing, too, with, um, with the 49ers on Sunday. For as good as Nick Bosa was, and man, he was quick getting off the line, the rest of that defensive line in that front seven was pretty quiet, minus, yeah, yeah like, that was just one thing I wanted to point out, that it was there also looking to, um, the free agents quickly for San Francisco, the notable ones, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Jimmy Ward, Eric Armstead, Ben Garland, and uh, I I swear Kyle Juszczyk is as well, I'm not 100% sure, I'm going to do my research yeah. into that. you can look that up, one thing I wanted to say that you said, um... God, I knew I'd forget when it was time for me to talk. Uh, you were talking about something about, oh, Kittle, oh, what, uh, 
The defensive line. Nick Bosa is unbelievable. I understand some people thought that uh, someone else deserved uh, defensive rookie of the year, but I just don't see it. Right? Is that defensive rookie of the year or defensive? Yeah, defensive rookie of the year was Nick Bosa. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, I think he got rookie. Uh, yeah, defensive rookie of the year. It has, you check on me while I'm talking. But anyway, so let's just say he got it uh, until Griff can prove me wrong. Because um, I think, yeah, because defensive player of the year was Stephon Gilmore. So He got both Pepsi Next Rookie of the Year and the AP Defensive AP. Rookie of the Year. So he got AP. overall rookie and defensive rookie. Yeah, AP is the, is the main one. I don't know about the Pepsi one. Uh, the the Pepsi is just a sponsor. Oh, okay, got you. But anyway, so yeah, so I think, um, I mean, he was unreal. And I think if, if you're not Mahomes, that Super Bowl could have been ugly. Like, I mean, it's like not Mahomes. If you're not a, uh, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a guy. Like, Lamar, like, we're going towards more, like, of the mobile guys, so it's not hard to say. But like a Brady, Brady would have got destroyed. If that's what he did, like, same offensive line. I'm just talking about, like, Nick Bosa gets there, Brady would have got destroyed in that sense. But If that was um, Tennessee, even. Dude, yeah, Tannehill is going to have a yeah. bad – like, I'm just throwing it out there. If Tennessee beats Kansas City, yeah, they get San Francisco. Bosa would just have a day. Like, you saw Bosa I, I, barely, yeah. barely just miss Mahomes on Sunday. That was one thing. If he had a couple more sacks or a couple sacks, I think there was a chance San Francisco wins that game. I mean, I'll say this. You could say people choked, and but, I mean, look, Niners could easily win that game if they could stop Mahomes. The problem is – I mean, the Patriots found this out last year. It took overtime because, like, we were destroyed. People don't remember that in that game. We're like, oh, I wish the, uh, Mahomes would have got one more drive. But they were slacking that game. The Chiefs, just for some reason, it's an Andy Reid thing, to be honest. Um, it just always has been. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Quote me. I mean, you know, kill me in the comments on or on the Twitter DMs or whatever if you disagree. But I think Andy Reid a lot of times just kind of shows that weakness. The one thing I will say is Andy Reid got ballsy early. And – it actually wasn't paying off being ballsy. Uh, it eventually did. Um, but I think he was more ballsy in the first half. Just some of the things he went – he went for on like fourth down twice, I believe. I Yeah, I think so. I think it was twice. So that was kind of ballsy. He knew what it would take. He knew he had to get a lead. I don't know why he thought that because he didn't. San Francisco is – the thing I'm getting at is Kyle Shanahan – it, is, oh, sorry, I got a tweet. Uh, the thing is, is that uh, or someone liked my tweet or something. It's all good. Uh, that's what happens when you have an Apple Watch. You can't. It's ADD, ADHD, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, Kyle Shanahan is that guy. He did. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying he choked, but Kyle Shanahan has, has a way of playing uh, the way he plays. And I think, okay, San Francisco, you got the Super Bowl. I think they could get to the Super Bowl again. But another thing, also about the Chiefs that I'll get to in a second, is that it's so hard to go back. And I'm not toting, I'm not toting, uh, or putting the Patriots on a pedestal they don't belong on because they do belong there. But, <laughs> but I know people are going to say unbiasedly. So let's listen. People are going to come down in history and look back at what the Pat. I'm not trying to make this about the Pats, but I'm this. You just work with me here. People are going to come back to this and actually honor it, those that are not Pats fans and say, "Wow, I can't believe they did it." Because listen, who was the last repeat Super Bowl appearance person? Would be Seattle back to back. I'm talking about back to back. Denver made it twice uh, here recently, uh, I believe. There was another year gap apart because the year in between was Correct. the uh, was the Atlanta Patriots New Super Bowl. No, the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl. Right? Was that right? Yeah, because yeah, right, the right, Seahawks right. went back to back appearances, back to back, but they didn't win. So that was, Seattle's the last team besides New England to do that because New England also won. I mean, the New England had went to three in a row and then won, won, lost one. Um, 
but the, the last team to actually win two two Super Bowls in a row, yeah. also the Patriots. Uh, and I honestly think I don't know if that's going to get broken anytime soon. And the reason why I say that is because there's so many teams that oh well, this is why they had a down year. The Ravens. You really think they're going to go? And they could. But I just don't think that the Ravens are going to – I mean, I'm not saying they're going to be the top seed. I don't think they will, actually. I think they might be second or, you know, maybe they maybe they hold on to first. Well, there's a lot that – there's too much. That I cannot predict that right now, and I think Griff would agree you can't. Because there's just – the free – this is a huge free agency. I think one of the biggest – because it's like – it's not just like, oh, this guy can get this piece. There's some big pieces on big teams that can shift a lot. If I, if you – you know, and there's draft – there's Burroughs. There's two of – there's – Jalen Hurts, there's a lot of good quarterbacks that could maybe also do the same thing if they're drafted. So you got Rivers, you got Breeze, you got Brady, uh, Tannehill, where is he going to go? Derrick Henry, you know, things like that. So there's a lot of free agencies to talk that we'll get to. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is that the Niners are going to be back in the conversation. That's what I'm willing to say. The Chiefs will be in the conversation. The Chiefs are most likely going to win their division, even though the Raiders, shout out to my boy Miguel, did play Kansas City well. I think they actually beat them this year. I don't remember. Quote me if I'm wrong. Uh, one game was close. Once. One game was a complete ass whipping. The Raiders destroyed them. No, the Raiders right? got destroyed. And then one game was close. Okay, so they actually didn't win. But that's what I'm saying. So the Raiders, I mean, rivalries, anyways, what I'm saying is, Nate, the thing is, I'm sorry, it's the only proof we have until something somebody does it. Yes, you like you, you said, the Chiefs and Niners, I actually both think you, you can make arguments that they're, it's going to be Chiefs-Niners every year for, for the foreseeable future. Maybe you got Lamar Jackson involved, but you know there's things like that. But you could make a case if I said, "All right, next year's Super Bowl pick, I'm going Niners and uh, Chiefs again." You're not going to necessarily argue like really bad about it. And also, too, like how you're saying with the free agency quarterback class. Also, too, uh, another team that could be right in that conversation is the New Orleans Saints, and we don't know what their quarterbacking situation is going to be next year. And also, too, they're still going to have they got Michael Thomas still. They're going to have Alvin Kamara, um, and also too with San Francisco. They are probably in the most – they're probably in the toughest division going into 2020. The Seahawks are still going to be good. The Rams could be back for all we know. And it's looking like the only place they're going is up, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not coming in here and saying the Arizona Cardinals are going to go from 5-10-1 to 12-4. They're not going to pull a San Francisco. But you know what? If Arizona can fix up their offensive line and get another couple pieces of weapons, they're going to be that team that's like – what's a good comparison for them? They're going to be that shit-disturbing team where it's like they may ruin for some teams. Like, look, Arizona went into Seattle Week 16 and beat them, and that was without Kyler Murray, who honestly had a very underrated rookie year because of players like A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. But they, a lot of people were skeptical of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. But you know what? they got a winning combination in Arizona right now. So with those four teams, too, hell, San Francisco could have a few bad games here or there, or, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo may not have the best 2020. And also another factor I want to put in this too. You know everyone's saying, oh, it's so great from going 4-12 and 12 to going 13-3. and 3. With going 4-12, and 12, San Francisco automatically got all these easy opponents who finished the last place. The Redskins. The Lions. Oh, no, that was Arizona. They played the Redskins. Uh, no, they played the Redskins, the Packers, but then the Packers bounced back even though they beat the shit out of them. Uh, and then, too, they... I'm trying to figure... Oh, they played the whole South, but then... Instead of playing like the Redskins next year, you're going to be playing the Eagles, who you we don't know what the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be next year. For all we know, the Eagles could be back and healthy and good. This is why I love talking about this game. This is why I wanted to start this podcast, because even though the football season is seven months away, there are so many hypotheticals between now and then. 
that like anything can happen. Like how is any given Sunday? You know what? And also too with divisional football, even how like Phil is saying, you know what? Like with the Chiefs and the Raiders, divisional football is always a toss up. Winning isn't always guaranteed against a divisional opponent. Like look at the Patriots. I know. Oh, they're talking about the Patriots again. It's just the example we're going to because we're so used to it. Where the Patriots, either against divisional opponents, either win and it's super, super close. Like, they've had so many close games against the Jets, I can't count. Or they blow them out 30, 33 to nothing. Yeah, and people like... I thought not, not my drinker. Sorry. Uh, people think that... Uh, and, a lot of people, and I agree, the AFC East is probably the weakest because they don't... There's the Patriots have won so many times in a row. Yeah, but I think when you look when you look at it, like the games aren't always close, and people are shocked when Miami beats us in the in late in the year, or the Jets pull off an upset, or the Bills. They've all beaten us. We haven't swept. Actually, I have to look at look up the stat real quick, Griff, if you can. Sure. Uh, how many times we the last? How many times in the recent years? I think you can just go to ESPN and see. But uh, that we swept the division. I think someone was saying the other night they're like, "Calm down. It's only happened twice in the last like decade or something like that." I mean, maybe not that many times, but or maybe more than that. But Griffin's going to look that up. I mean, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think that it's hard to repeat. All these other people are like not winning back to back years uh, in the division. That's why every playoff season is different. Um, so I think that uh, it's going to be hard. I mean, you, injuries could happen and and trades and and like you said, uh, with all the free agents. So Kansas City got the back to back AFC Championship games. Uh, won one, lost one. Uh, the Pats' first year that they have not been in it. Uh, I don't think Titans. I don't know, man. Do the Titans get back to the AFC Championship? I don't know. So then it's like, well, you know, it's like there's just so many different elements. You know, where Brady goes, where Rivers and uh, uh, and Breeze end up, things like that. So uh, and we'll talk about that stuff. But I, I just think it's gonna be hard to 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 just you can't guarantee them lock in. And then in the AFC Packers, you got Dallas. If they have a competent coach now with Mike, if he ends up being well, Dallas is gonna be a threat. So. There's just a lot of stuff we can talk about in the offseason, but I don't know. I didn't want to mean to rant, but... 2012 was the last time the Patriots went 6-0 and against the AFC East. Yeah, so that was the last time that it happened, which was, what, that's eight years ago? Yeah, eight uh, years well, ago. seven seasons ago, I guess. Seven seasons, seven seasons, eight years. It's yeah. like this thing, too, with the NFL. It's weird how this year's the 100th season of the NFL. This coming year is going to be the 100th year of the NFL. Right. But even, too, with the AFC... Pittsburgh could be back for all we know. Uh, who knows what the Colts are going to do with quarterback? Because I think the Colts are a quarterback away from being that real noisemaker again, like they were with Andrew Luck. Like, if they go out, and even if people are going to go to, oh, Phillip Rivers isn't the same anymore. He goes to Indianapolis, where you have T.Y. Hilton, you have um, Jack Doyle, you have Marlon Mack, and also, you know what you have to in Indianapolis? A competent O-line who's going to protect you week in and week out. This, like how I said earlier, why I love talking about this, we don't know what's going to be happening in seven months from now. We don't know what's going to happen in ten months from now when it's coming down to the hunt and the playoffs are being finalized. There's a multitude of things where it's just like these teams could be here. That's why I said to you that Kansas City, Baltimore, New England, and I say New England because I think twelve is staying, but that's another topic for that's another topic we'll be talking about a lot over the next few weeks. Those are the only three teams I see who have a legitimate shot of being in Tampa Bay come February seventh, twenty twenty one. As far as AFC, yeah, yeah, and as far as the NFC, I would say uh, honestly, There's that a I can guarantee Niners and if Drew Brees comes back, Saints. I mean, but that's you know, I think he's coming back, so we'll talk about that. Yeah, um, but oh, even too the like the Packers. Uh, that's actually one thing I want to get into right now is 
and Phil, like if you can, I can you can bounce off me if there's this if you want. But I want to go through I because I did this last week where I went through the AFC and I just basically thought what I need each team thinks needs. And I want to start with the Packers actually in the NFC North. I think the Packers are another receiver away because honestly, for as good as he is, Devonte Adams can't do all the work. And with also too with Green Bay. Like they do have all this scandling, they do have Aaron Jones. With all this scandling, is a very up and down player. I would know that. I decided, you know what, I'm going to pick him up on the waiver wire. And the one I picked him up, it didn't go well. But um, and also too, they do need an edge rusher. But if Green Bay can just add on to the pieces, and you know what, as long as it's, I look at the Green Bay Packers the way I look at the New England Patriots. As you know what, as long as they have number twelve, ironically, it's the same number. I'm going to give them a chance to at least make some noise to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl contender, but you know what? They're going to be in that conversation. They're going to be in that mix. I agree. Yeah. And also, too, with like uh, – that's the only thing I think I need to see what? with the Green Bay Packers is they need – What were you saying they needed? Uh, they need another receiver to complement Adams, and they need an edge rusher. Right, I guess. Because like we saw this year how Raheem Mostert just ran wild on them. Right. Right. The, like their defense, like their linebacking core seems good, and their uh, – Secondary seems like it was okay. They didn't have too much trouble. It's just when I noticed that they were getting outrushed a lot this year. Like the games they lost was because they lost the rushing battles. You get a solid edge rusher in there, and you are looking okay. Um, the other there's only because there's only two teams I think who have a chance to win the NFC North. I want to say Chicago, but I honestly the Bears are such a Jekyll and Hyde team. I don't know what they're going to be in 2020. And now if you look at the Minnesota Vikings too, who hey made it to the divisional round. Sure they got stomped on by. San Francisco, but you know what? They when New Orleans, when I sat here and said they don't have a chance in hell to win that game, they shocked me. But I look at the Minnesota Vikings the same way as look at the New Orleans, uh, not I was supposed to say the New Orleans Saints, the Houston Texans, where they need offensive line help, and Xavier Rhodes has got to go. When you're getting burned, I'll always remember this: Washington, Minnesota, Week Eight. Xavier Rhodes was getting burned by the Redskins, who don't have a lot of receivers. And when you're getting burned like that, I'm sorry. He was only on the team because of the money he was making, which is honestly kind of a thing. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And because, like, with Minnesota, too, like, Kirk Cousins is good when he can, when he wants to be. They've got the tight ends in, uh, they got Conklin, they got Kyle Rudolph, they've also got Irv Smith from Alabama. Then they got Thielen and Diggs. The only problem with them is, is <clears throat> if the receiving game is down, they got to rely on Dalvin Cook. And if Dalvin Cook's not having a good game while they can't make any plays with receiving, they lose. So, because also, too, that division, I don't see Detroit doing anything. I also think, too, Matt, Patricia, and Bob Quinn, unfortunately, are on the hot seat in Detroit. Because Detroit's just on one team where you look at them and you go, like, what are you doing? Like, you, they had all this potential. They had Stafford. They had Calvin Johnson, arguably, is one of the best receivers of all time. But he decides to walk. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's because it was Detroit. And also, fun fact. The Detroit Tigers have now produced more Super Bowl champions than the Detroit Lions. <coughs> right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And also, too, like, but just like with Detroit, I think they just need help with defensively because, like, offensively, they got some pieces. And also, too, they can get a solid running back. But when you look at the Bears, I think Matt Nagy honestly was taking it easy this year. If he was being Matt Nagy was aggressive as hell in 2018. He came out of the gates firing. That's why I think he had that Andy Reid syndrome. You know where he like overthinks too, and there's just bad clock management. Right. That's where it comes into play with the Chicago Bears. Um, the next, I'm going to look at the South quickly because the, and I, I do want to, I want to say a take right now. Right. I, I do not think the Atlanta Falcons have been the same team since 28 to three. The three year yeah. anniversary is an uh, ironic three. 
the three-year anniversary you of know why? Can I say something? You know why? Why? This is, this is going to go against everything I just kind of we just talked about. Yeah. Because they don't have Kyle Shanahan. That offense. Look what he's done to to, to San Francisco. Now you can say whatever you want about. I don't like his clutch. I mean, maybe it's just. A, I think it's honestly just a coincidence until it like until he gets over the hump. But I mean, when he gets over the hump, it'll be just a coincidence. Um, but if he doesn't get over the hump, obviously it'll always haunt him. Um, but yeah, that's. I think. I, I think they miss him, man. I, it could be. I don't know. You no, know, you're right. Which is, another, which is another answer. The Falcons got there and they looked unstoppable that year and looked unstoppable for three quarters. Like so, I, I mean, and then now they have they made the playoffs since. They had a one. They no, they made the playoffs in 2018. They beat the Rams because that was the year that the Rams had. What I we referred to this year as Baltimore, they were rusty because they were like, "Oh, hey, we're wild card round. We won our division. We're right. going to host a game next week. We're going to bench all our starters." And that's when they got a wake up call of, "Hey, you can't do that." But then after that, it's 2018 season, 2019 seasons have been complete write offs. I think Dan Quinn has to go personally, but Arthur Blank doesn't want to do that, and it's going to be next year. They get off to like a one and three start, and also too, you've got Devonte Freeman, you've got Julio Jones, you've got Austin Hooper. And You're Matt wasting Ryan. years. You're wasting years, precious years. Yep. And also, you got Calvin Ridley, who years are going to waste because the Atlanta Falcons, honestly, is just a huge question mark to me because, like, there's weeks they can look good, like how they had the game against Philadelphia week two this year. They beat the Eagles, and that's when the Eagles were still, we didn't know what they were. But it's Atlanta's just that team that you scratch your head and go, wait, this was a dominant team that. When people thought Seattle was going to go into Atlanta and take care of them, and they took care of Seattle, and then they took care of the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship, then they had the only team in Super Bowl history to have a stranglehold on Tom Brady, and you took your foot off the gas and you paid for it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and and listen, man, I'm telling you, like, I think in the long run, especially let's just say Brady plays two more years. Uh, okay, well, never. Mind. I'm not going to say that. We'll talk about that next time. I keep feeling like we're making everything about Pats. Um, what I was just going to say is, like, it's just the, the windows so – I can't – I just can't not say the windows are so short, man. It just really, really is. Um, but it can't – it doesn't have to be. Here's the thing. I think people don't realize – I don't think it's just Brady. I think Belichick and Kraft. Like, I think the G, the fact that he's being able to be the GM. I think the Texans letting Brian, even though – whether he's ends up good or not, being their GM. I don't know if you saw that announcement. I did. Uh, he, he's officially their GM, which – Honestly, literally, I didn't know this, but Belichick's the only one where they actually label him the GM. Like, yeah, he might make those type of moves, but that's the only one they actually make that call. Which I thought that was kind of—I was kind of shocked by that. I was, um, but yeah. So now Bill O'Brien, I guess, is the second one that does. I mean, there's others that are the GM, but they just don't call it that. Um, so I think the Browns. I mean, they're, I mean, it's just that's a good example. But as far as the NFC South, I mean, the Falcons are the key. It's like they're kind of like. Becoming the guy like Jerry Jones, like they, but they had the one year run, just didn't get the ring when they needed to. Um, and I think the Cowboys could do that. I think the Cowboys could make a run and then uh, get to the Super Bowl, and then Jerry Jones fires McCarthy, thinking he's he can because a, a hot name comes up, which is basically what uh, the Falcons did. Dan Quinn, uh, not Dan Quinn, Kyle Shanahan. Well, Kyle Shanahan more so left. I don't know if they let him go. I can't remember which. Oh, it happened. That's I guess that's on me. But, I think uh, the uh, I think he was basically going to get. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but uh, it was a story that circulated during Super Bowl week of how Kyle Shanahan. I think during the playoffs, everyone figured he's going to coach San Francisco, 
Kind of like I, I remember during the second Seattle Super Bowl, the one with the infamous throw on the one-yard line, how everyone knew Dan Quinn was going to go coach Atlanta. But then apparently when San Francisco was looking for a general manager, Kyle John Lynch just jokingly said, oh, why not me? Ha, ha, ha. Three years later, they have a Super Bowl appearance, and John Lynch is, was named the executive of the year. So right. it was just like yeah. that's just a funny two and two together. But going back to the Atlanta Falcons, it's one of those things. Like also, too, I could honestly see the Dallas Cowboys doing that, especially too if Dak Prescott. I think if you're Jerry Jones, you get Dak signed immediately. You do not play around. You know what? As much as they want to franchise tag him, they have to. With a new coach, you cannot afford. You cannot afford to have Dak hold out like Zeke did. You can't afford it. You think Mike McCarthy is really going to want to go into OTAs knowing, hey, my quarterback's not reporting because he's only making X dollar. And also, too, you got Amari Cooper. You got to resign. I don't think Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper will walk if Dak does hold out. I'm gonna be honest, like because it's a new age, and I don't. I have no sources to back this up, but I think if you don't franchise tag uh, Prescott, you could lose him. I'm not saying you would, but I think why not? If you're Dak Pre- Prescott, knowing the, the the troubles at Dallas, I mean, if you love it there, great. I'm, I mean, Texas, I get all of that. Like I said, no source whatsoever with this. Um, Unless it's Adam Shepard. I'm just kidding. But no, um, uh, I'm not claiming to know. Like, I have no facts to back it up. The point is, though, in today's world, I would not be shocked. Because he's young. Like, I, like you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe he looks at it as like, there's no excuse for this team to be that way. Maybe he says, okay, let's see what Mike McCarthy has. Maybe Mike McCarthy comes in and he doesn't like it. Well, guess what? He's a free agent. The only thing they can do about it is franchise tagging. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally all they can do. And I think... Some people are saying, "Well, you let you you sign Dak and 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 uh, franchise tag Amari," uh, and I think that's what you have to do if you want to keep both. Um, I don't think you can franchise tag Cooper uh, and try to make a deal with Dak. <clears throat> with Dak is what I was trying to get at. It's all good. I'm just trying to look up quickly because I know the number is pretty big for Dak. Um, if he number? does, if he does, uh, if they do place a tag on him, it's going to be about twenty seven a year. But it's he's going to be going. I want to get paid like him. I think Dak's got to. Still prove his worth to a degree. When I know a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans are going, "Oh no, he's a good quarterback," and other people go, "He's a good quarterback." I'm not saying Dak is not a good quarterback. It's just the fact that two of his seasons were missed playoff appearances, right? And no. also, too, yeah. I've been hearing rumblings already. I think Belichick's going to be looking at Amari Cooper. I've already heard that That's the Saints definitely. are looking into Amari Cooper. If you get in New Orleans, if you get Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper with Taysom Hill, Andrew Brees, and Alvin Kamara, good lord. Yep. That's just scary. But, um, but I agree. Yeah, but the, actually, um, like with Atlanta too, like just going back to them quickly, I don't know what they need necessarily. I could just see offensive line help, but I we'll see what happens with them. You know one team I'm actually looking at and one team in particular you're close to? What's that? Is what do the Carolina Panthers do in 2020? I think out of, you know, people saying, oh, where's Tom Brady going to go? You have no idea who their quarterback's going to be. I think they're more likely to draft. But I can see Cam Newton getting out of town. I don't uh, think Kyle Allen is your option. I think, here's here's what I think, since you asked me. I mean, um, I've been talking to people that are Panthers fans, and, and what do they think? Do, they, you, do you think it's over with Cam and, and things like that? And I think it's just this offseason, one of those that, like, do you really think you know or can you really plan it? Um, I, I mean, yeah, the sure thing looks like Brady. Like, for example, Brady's coming back and that they would trade Cam. Um, but you just don't know because, like, with 
the scenario with Belichick, you know what you're getting there. Brady knows what he's getting there. It's just a matter of do they both want to uh, to do stuff, you know that kind of thing. Um, but I think the the uh, issue with the Panthers is does I just don't think do you get rid of Ron Rivera on a year that Cam gets hurt if you're going to keep Cam? To me, from a GM perspective, that doesn't make sense. So what I think is that it's not going to happen before the draft. It could if a team like reaches out to them, but I think Cam is not going. Or they're going to see what they can get in the draft, unless they like Allen. If they're going with Allen, let's just say Rule likes Allen, okay. Cam will be traded before the draft so that you know they can get a draft pick. Uh, I don't know what they would get, but yeah, maybe I can see a first for a second. A what? Because I can see it. I, I can see getting a first round pick from because you know why? Cam Newton is a great at his best. He's an MVP caliber quarterback. For as much as a crybaby as he's been, for as much as people don't like him for his attitude, you know what? You can't deny the talent. No, right, exactly. I agree. I agree. But I do, there is one college quarterback I could see them taking, especially with Joe Brady coming in, and that's Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Oh, uh, yeah, and I assume we'll do a show where we like kind of predict who we think is going to get drafted. I think Alex being on that show and maybe a Britain, like that would be a good massive show if we could get that done. That, but we haven't talked anything about that. Just throwing that out there live here on the show. We will but be. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that ultimately – if I'm if I'm predicting now, like I know we're gonna have some like off season stuff to talk, but if you're asking me right now, what am I do? Like I like to do it like if I'm the GM, but I don't have all the information. If you're Marty if Herney, if I'm the GM of the Panthers, I trade Cam Newton to who I don't know. If I can get a first, boom, sold, gone. I don't even worry about who I get in the draft. Um, I don't think they're gonna get like a top fifteen pick, but if someone in the top fifteen is like, I'll go with Cam and we'll and we'll wait next year for Trevor or something. If, if worst case scenario, if it doesn't work. If Cam the Cam experiment doesn't work, and I think there's teams that a team that could risk that. I'm trying to think of a team, Griff. Maybe you can think of one off the top of your head while I'm finishing talking, of like that can make that risk because they're not going to get two or they're not going to get Burrow, uh, and they don't want to risk it. They maybe they don't like Herbert or maybe they like Herbert, but they don't like uh, uh, I can't Jordan Love or whatever the other guy's name is. Cause I don't know nothing about Jordan Love, so I mean I, I assume some teams do. If he's maybe from them. no, J- there's Jordan Love. Look him up. That's a kid uh, from Washington, right? Yeah, 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 Washington, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple. So, there's a sorry to cut you off, but there is a couple situations right. I just did look at with the Carolina Panthers of who potentially he could go to, and that is, and also too, before I get into this quickly, we are going to look at this because I'm like because this year, honestly, I I am always interested in the draft and the scouting combine, but because of the Brady situation, my interest is going to be that much more of a higher peak, and. There is one team who is apparently in the talks for Tom Brady, but one team, you know what, if they strike out with Tom, who I can see Cam going to, there's actually two teams. The Raiders or the Chargers. The Raiders. Right, no, right. Because think about it. If the Chargers want to sell tickets, they have weapons for him to throw to. The Chargers also to have an amazing defense. I think they just got to tweak some things in the secondary. They have If they can have Derwin James back and healthy – if they can get maybe, I think it's Desmond King and Adrian Phillips. You know what? If they can up their game, but you got Joey Bosa, you got Melvin Ingram, you got Thomas Davis, who's friends with Cam Newton. But then you also you're gonna have Austin Eckler, Derek Watt. The biggest thing for them too, and shout out, I believe he was a Gamecock. You got to get Hunter Henry resigned if you are the Chargers. You just can't let him walk. No, but unless no, he walks no, into England, Gamecock. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Hayden Hurst. Sorry, Hayden Hurst. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, here's the thing. If I'm the Chargers, here's what I do. 
Um, I, well, not, I know that's the AFC, but you talked about that last week. I have to you know what? It involves the Carolina Panthers, so let's go right ahead. Here's what I do. I mean, not the Chargers. Maybe the Raiders would be a better choice. Um, if you're moving on, okay, let's do this. If you're moving on from, uh, crybaby Derek Carr. Uh, and I always I, say that, and Miguel, don't take offense to that. It's just the fact that Derek Carr, like when the rumors about uh, when he was getting caught up on first take last year, he was like tweeting at like the UFC, basically saying like, "Oh, I want to fight Max Kellerman and stuff like that." Like when you're an athlete, I'm I, I'm going to admit this right now. I'm not the most thick-skinned person in the world, but when you're an athlete at that level of caliber, especially an NFL quarterback, you got to learn how to take your criticisms. And even to apparently, he was mad that oh. Mark Davis and John Gruden may potentially talk to Tom Brady. John Gruden will have four quarterbacks in training camp just because he just wants to see his options. But if, and also because the Raiders do have, remember, they have the Chicago Bears first round pick and they have their own, which both are pretty high. So they could probably give Carolina that Bears pick, draft draft a defensive player. That's the one thing I'm saying. Carolina needs, I think, defensive line help. If you can get. And also, too, you can draft draft a quarterback, get Justin Herbert. I'm only saying Herbert because the guy impressed the hell out of me in the Rose Bowl. He had a great senior bowl. And another quarterback, too, that they could go after, and I don't think they could, but if they want to wait until the second round, is Jalen Hurts. But with Cam... Hey, just jump in real quick and I'll let you get... Jalen Hurts is my sleeper, man. I'm telling you the right team. I'm just telling you the right team. Go ahead. Um, With Cam Newton, though, I think if he were to go to the Raiders... They, 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 they too. They have a great tight end in Waller. They got Jacobs. They just need maybe to get a couple more receivers in there. And the, well, they do have Hunter Renfro, but Hunter Renfro is like that Julian Edelman. You need that big name weapon that he can throw to, like what he had with Calvin Benjamin. If you get Cam, and also too, Cam would be protected because that Raiders O line is very good, and Mike Mayock is a really good GM, very good GM. It's just the only thing, too, they need to retool their defense a little bit here and there because their defense isn't as good as the Chargers. But, and also, too, if you get a name like Cam Newton when you're moving into a new city, especially when you're moving to Las Vegas, Nevada, you I think there's going to be a lot of people wearing a number one black and silver jersey. Here's what I would do. I agree. I agree with that. I would agree with that. If I'm the Chargers, I don't go after Cam, and here's why. If I'm the Raiders, okay, yeah, Cam, sure. I think if I'm the Chargers, I go 100%, and I'm just being honest, all in on Brady, and here's why. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I don't think money's the issue, but I tell him he can have whatever he wants. I give him everything because you have enough weapons, I think, and and if you trust Brady enough, I think you have what it takes to get it done. Is what I'm getting at. Uh, so if you're the Chargers, you go after him. Let's just say, let's just say in this scenario, this is, it works, and they pay him whatever they pay him. It doesn't even matter. Let's just say. One million more a year than than the Patriots. Let's say thirty one million a year or whatever. Uh, the pass decide to let it go. Thirty five million, whatever. You pick him, then you make sure you franchise tag Hunter Henry, or you don't even have to franchise tag. You can ta- you can sign him. Also, um, too, you, I found out Hunter Henry. Shout out Britton Harrison went to Arkansas. That's right, he did go to Arkansas. So he's he is in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. I so, yeah he is in the SEC. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, like I think you know, I think ultimately you just like I don't know, man. I just think you, uh, I don't know. I just I think the the right call. I lost the train of thought, but um, no, I think the Chargers draft draft a quarterback with their pick because I don't think they're losing out on much um, if they don't if they you know they do something else with it, it kind of thing. If they miss out on Brady, honestly, if I'm with them, like I was saying to the Chargers, but here's the thing that doesn't trade doesn't change that draft pick. Though. 
No, no, I'm just saying the Chargers, I if that at number seven, I don't think they should be going after a quarterback. I think they need offensive line help. And then you can go out and get like his I don't think Jake Fromm's gonna be a high first round pick. I could see Jake Fromm slipping to the second round. I could see that love guy being in the second round. Um or even to like how Phil was saying Jalen Hurts is a sleeper pick. You can get one of those guys in there. Also, too, for all we know, the Chargers could keep Phillip Rivers. Right. Yeah, for all we know. And also, too, I just think they're going to be going all in on Brady, especially the fact that they just re-signed. And also, too, I was very skeptical of this because he was a hot seat coach of mine going into 2020. Is Anthony Lynn got that extension. Anthony Lynn's a very good coach in the NFL. It's just – and also, too, with Tom – the Chargers aren't very high on the totem pole in LA. Like it's, it would catapult them obviously with the stats. Like how if you because the Rams, that's a Rams town. That is a Rams town. Hell, it's more of a Raiders town in southern in LA in the LA in the greater Los Angeles area just because of the Raiders playing there. Oh, I, just, I just don't know what it's. This is all topics for another day. The Chargers but, are a very in, intriguing team though coming into twenty twenty because right now we don't know what they are. Especially too, if a lot of people think they're going to be the ones to get Brady. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's it. Let's just wait. Let's just like shoulder that for now because I think there's a lot that can happen. Yeah. Um. Another team too who was uh, surprisingly apparently a Brady sleeper team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I heard. Yeah, yeah. That's not happening. I don't think it's happening. I think I think they will keep Jameis. Honestly, you know what? Because Jameis got all, even though he still had that thirty interception season, he arguably got better under Bruce Arians. It's just the only thing is too. I could see them getting rid of Mike Evans, and I know a lot of people are probably going right now, what is wrong with you? But you know what? Mike Evans is kind of but kind of had a wasted season in Tampa Bay this year. I would know I, because in one of my leagues, guess who drafted them in the second round? And Because Mike Mike Evans had one week where he would get like 25 points for me, and right. then it would be three straight weeks with Chris Godwin putting up numbers. I think Jameis and Godwin have a better connection. That That's just me. That's just me. Um, I got you. But with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers – they're, I think they're that team that they'll. I think their ceiling is like seven and nine again, eight and eight. But you know what? They have that potential noise. Like they, like they took a team like Houston to the brink. They, they went into L.A. Remember, there was a game week four. They went into L.A. and they just took care of the Rams. I don't think Brady will go there, honestly, too, because like I think Brady's and also too, for anyone thinking that Tom's going to be going to a team where it's like you're going to take a few years to get to a Super Bowl. No, no, no. If he's leaving New England, it's because the team has a legitimate shot of contending for a Super Bowl next year. I don't think Brady wants like also too, it was like how Denver too. A lot of people were saying like it was an unsus- unexpected place for Peyton Manning to go to, and also too for those of you getting upset at us talking about the Patriots, it's our team and we're always going to revert to them as an example. But okay. with the Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning had a first round buy each of the four seasons he was their quarterback. Brady's going to go to a team where he can be put into place, and also too the other thing with the Chargers is, do you really think he's going to want to play at number fifteen? Because honestly, for the next ten years. That number 15, Patrick Mahomes, is going to run the AFC West. No, I agree. I agree. That's just my rebuttal on that. But with the Tampa, like Tampa Bay's there, I, 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 they're just a team that's just obscure to me. One team, and honestly, too, I kind of want to see this team win a Super Bowl if New England can't win in 2021, is the New Orleans Saints. Just because, you know what? I think if Drew Brees gets a second ring, it's just going to – it's like Andy Reid getting his first. I think Drew Brees already has a spot in Cannon. It's just going to elevate his stock that much more. How he has, and also too, I think he was at first. I didn't think he was, but the more I thought about it, that NFL all-time 100 team, I he was a little bit snubbed on that list. I know, sure, you can't put him in over all the all-time greats, right? No, I but he 
just all the records he does and the fact, too, that, like, and another question for them this year is, I think Teddy Bridgewater does leave. I think they are going to – I think Drew is either he retires or he stays, but I think he re-signs, and it will be between him and Taysom. I think Drew is that kind of guy where he is not selfish. He wants to win, and he, him and Sean Payton are just two buddy-buddy. Now, with that being said, the only thing I think they need to do personally is just get some offensive line help because they, when their offensive linemen get injured, the people that go in to replace them haven't been that good. And also, too, if they can retool their secondary just to get a couple more complimentary pieces. Because let's be honest, Eli Apple is back to New York giant Eli Apple. If they can draft, and also, too, you'll probably know about him because I know you hate the school, but if they could somehow get Isaiah Simmons or Xavier right. McKinley... That would be good because a lot of people had them taking Justin Jefferson out of LSU, but I don't think they need more receiving help considering you got the Offensive Player of the Year in Michael Thomas. You got Alvin Kamara. You got Jared Cook. Who I, yeah, Jared Cook still resigned. If New Orleans has all the right pieces, and you know what, too? I think this, if they can keep the same team intact and Drew comes back, I think they're in that talk of they're going to be a contender to go to the Super Bowl this year. And also to remember, they were a 13-3 team that did not get a bye week because the Seattle Seahawks could not score a touchdown. Just remember that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, the only other division, like, I, we could, like, I look at the NFC East, and honestly, it's the one division I don't really feel like talking about because, like, I'm down. The, the Reds, because like, look <laughs> at it. Talk about it the Redskins and the no. Giants are not going to be playoff teams next year unless Daniel Jones has this unbelievable season. But the Giants need defense. They need an offensive line. That's a fucking turnstile of an offensive line. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, I just have a general hate for. I'm sorry, Britain, but I just don't like them. And also, too, the Philadelphia Eagles broke my heart two years ago, and for all I care, they missed the playoffs again. So that's just me. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But, I mean, I think we talked about it to, as much as we can, you know. Exactly. And um, the only thing, too, is like I was saying with the NFC West, uh, like there's the NFC West, too, with, with San Francisco, I don't think they really need anything. It's just more or less you need consistent play out of Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's got to go in there. If he can have games like he did against the New Orleans Saints, I think they, they're going to be in that conversation. Um, the, there's four teams in the NFC West next year. I honestly don't know what the division is going to be because, like I said earlier, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be that team that's just going to rock, rock, uh, rock the cradle. They're going to be that team that's going to come in there. And, look, they gave San Francisco trouble on two occasions this year. Kenyon yeah, Drake yeah, is happy. Yeah. Like, Kenyon Drake also, too, he had some games where he just ran. One of which was my semifinal game where I benched him because I didn't. it was a week prior. He didn't have a good week, and he got three or four touchdowns against the Cleveland Browns. Like, the NFC West is just, it's a very, I think the NFC West and the AFC South are the two best divisions in football right now, even though Jacksonville is Jacksonville. Just with the fact that the Arizona Cardinals have so much potential, if they can fix up their offensive line and, you know what, get another edge rusher. And also, too, you got Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald would not be coming back if he didn't like Kyler Murray. That's all I got to say. No, I agree. Um, also, too, just on Phil's point earlier, we are going to have... Probably we're going to look at the combine a little bit just to see like what we think of like certain athletes and everything too. And also too, another quarterback I thought potentially could slip to Carolina is Tua. Tua's getting lost in his draft conversation. And also too, especially too, if Miami loves Joe Burrow so much, they sacrifice their picks because Miami's got three first round picks, including uh, they got Pittsburgh's and they got Houston's. 
so yeah, that's just that's that. But we'll be coming back to talk scouting combine. We're going to be doing a lot of talk about the draft because, especially because Phil, Alex, I'm going to talk to Britton. Hopefully, he can get them all. Hopefully, everything's right with him. Britton, like I've to- I've told Britton this before, he is always he is always a welcome guest on this podcast. Um, we'll be doing a lot of talking up for the draft. Once the schedule comes out, we'll dissect it more or less just to see games we think that hey. Games to watch out for. We'll do a deep dive into the Patriots schedule. Why? Because we're Pats fans. But next week is the podcast where we'll straight up, we're just going to look at Tom. We may look at some of his options. We may, like, because look, if those reports are true of get me some weapons and pay me $30 million, I have zero problem with that. You give the man his money. And you know what? Give a couple pieces around him. One piece I love. And also, too, for everyone saying Gronk coming out of retirement, I don't think it's happening. I think he's happy. Phil, wouldn't you agree? Uh, oh, I agree. I agree. Sorry, I, I was distracted. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think he's coming back. And we'll talk about I'm saving all that stuff for next week. Yeah, next week is a pure New England Patriots podcast. I will probably be wearing a Patriots jersey. Um, but one piece just to look out for the Patriots is Thaddeus Moss out of LSU, Randy's kid. That's all I got to say. He's not going to be – he'll probably get him in the second or the third round. But – this is, I'll say this again and again, and also too, people kept telling me XFL football, the XFL is not going to keep this podcast going, we may bring it up, I may watch a bit of it, I'm not going committing to the XFL, because for all we know, the league could go bankrupt like the AF did last year in April. Oh yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I hope it succeeds, I hope Vince, because apparently the reports are Vince is losing like $300 million with this league. But if they get solid TV ratings, I don't think that there's anything stopping them from being successful. Yeah, I agree. That's just me and my two cents. Um, I the thing that's I think it's all for today. Like we talked about the Super Bowl. Um, also, too, the um, one thing I want to add quickly is that that Tom Brady commercial almost gave me a freaking uh, heart attack. See, I missed it. So cool story, bro. I'm gonna go get food at the worst freaking time. Come back and I get a text. I'm like. I bet text in that says, I bet you were freaking out, but nobody in the room apparently cared about the commercial but me because no one told me. I just got a text from my best friend who obviously knows I'm a huge Patriots fan. He goes, I bet you were freaking out during that commercial. And so I watch, I'm like freaking out trying to find it. I find it online before they show it again. And that was one of the things they said, like, or one, or one of the things uh, I said when I watched it. I'm like, whoo, what a troll job. I love him even more. Oh, I know. Because especially, too, for him to put out that, here's the thing. For everyone going like, oh, ha-ha funny or like whatever, that the Patriots are going to run Super Bowl week, the Friday before the game, he puts that photo out just to mess with people's minds, and they're talking Super Bowl, but they're talking Tom Brady, so even if he's not in the Super Bowl, he's still a focal point of the weekend. That's all I got to say. But for now, um, Phil and I, I think we don't have anything much to talk about. Why? Because we're saving our energy Join us next week, sometime next week. I don't know when. We're going to figure out when our schedules sync up to record. But next week is not only a Tom Brady podcast. We're going to be talking. I'm up for talking about the New England Patriots just to see what we think about who's going to be at what position in 2020, who's going to be back, who we would like to see in those uniforms. And most importantly, just we'll, we can go, we'll probably just talk a lot of New England Patriots next week. So next week is the New England Patriots podcast. Also, too, I got to mention this. We do have an Instagram account now. Follow it at YWC Football Talk on Instagram. We don't have that many followers right now, but the more and more we keep building up, the more and more content we're going to provide. 
I have two posts so far. I had one congratulating the Kansas City Chiefs and another one of our logo because Instagram made it like that for some reason. I don't know. They said, you want to post this? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So for anyway, guys, for Phil, I'm Griff, and... The 2019 NFL season is over, but you know what? The 2020 season, we got seven months to talk about it, and we're going to be talking about it. But next, this is the calm before the storm. Even though the Super Bowl just happened and that was a storm, another storm is a brewing, and that storm is called the Patriot Storm. See you guys next week. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.